Monday, February 29th, and you're listening to Spirit Chat Radio with your host, Lori Discreet, and my co-host, Ms. Donna DiPietro. Donna, are you there? I sure and heck am. And how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, too. Thank you. I'm so glad. this This day only happens once every four years. How do you like that? I know, right? It's always a little yeah. strange for me, this sleep year thing. Um, but very imagine, exciting. Yeah. I, imagine you know. if it was your birthday. You'd have to celebrate it probably March 1st. Yeah, I, well, you know, yeah. and I wonder, I wonder about that. Do, you know, do the people that have a birthday on the 29th of February, do the majority pick March 1st? Do they pick the 28th of February? I mean, you know, which direction do they? I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You got to pick a day, yeah. right? Right. Well, well, I heard um, that people, let, let's say a 16-year-old, if he turns 16 on 
February 29th, and he's getting his driver's license or whatever, depending on what state and how old you have to be and everything. He has to wait until March 1st to actually get it if it's not, you know, if the 29th isn't in that year. Well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, that, that does make sense. I guess you have to actually pass the day on the day, right? So, I mean, that would make sense if you were talking about mm-hmm. calendar days. And But it is a little strange. I will say it is a little strange. And to me, I had this moment today where I thought everybody feels like they really want this day to, like, be over. Like, every single thing that I touched at work today was, like, uh, there was a sense of urgency, you know, to do it now, do it now. And, you know, I had people calling me and sending me little messages on my computer and there, you know, two, three people at one time. And I'm thinking, my goodness, I mean, I haven't been this busy on a Monday and I can't remember how long. Most of the time people are just kind of waking up from the weekend and they roll slowly into their Mondays. But today was not like that at all. It was very busy. So I don't know, but I, I mean, the day went by quickly. It always does when you're busy, but um, I took the afternoon to look for a little inspiration. And actually, I found a lot of inspiration. I was uh, listening to some music as I was taking my walk, and I started to kind of go down this journey about what makes people, great people, great. I mean, what really is it about them that makes them special and unique and stand out and reach people in, you know, in ways that other people that do great work just don't seem to have the same connection. And Michael Jackson is a great example of that. I mean, I've spent hours and hours watching documentary after documentary, concerts, just looking at how he connects with people, both behind the scenes and with his audience. And and I started to understand a little bit about what I think it is. And and it was actually pointed out by um, one of his dancers when given an interview for the This Is It tour. Um, they were talking about Michael and the way that he approached dance, for instance, and said that, you know, as a dancer, um, you learn steps, you learn isolations and different moves. But all of that put together does not make it dance. The art of dance comes from your spirit. It comes from your soul. It comes from within. And the difference between, you know, a a dancer that can learn a routine and do it on stage with perfection and somebody that does the same thing and, and maybe even with imperfections but has the ability to reach out is somebody that's pulling it from within and just they don't try they just do. And I thought, you know, that's really um, it's really interesting to me because I think that's true with people, no matter what you're doing, whether you're writing, you're dancing, you're singing, you're speaking to people, whatever it is that you do in life, when we stop trying and we just do, I think those are the bright shining moments that we have. And I say all of that to say that I think the same is true when it comes to the work that you and I do, Donna, because I think you and I have both seen people that have or heard people that have been on the radio and you can tell and you just are sitting there saying, oh, God bless her. She's trying so hard or he's trying so hard, you know, know. and I think, you know, 
the biggest thing about it is that they're just trying, and that's the thing. They're not letting go and surrendering to the process and digging down into their spirit and just letting that drive them. And I don't know about you, but I will say my best nights, my best days on the radio have been, the, the readings that I've given have been when I am not thinking about it. I'm just letting it happen. I'm in the moment. I'm experiencing it. I'm not second-guessing myself. I'm just letting go, and I'm just surrendering to the process. You're it's natural. Think, you know, you're doing yeah. it naturally. Yeah. Yes. I think when we when we start to think about it and critique ourselves, then we will take ourselves out of that headspace that we need to be in, really. We disconnect right. from the energy to a certain degree. So, anyways, I, I'm just letting myself get all sorts of inspired today, taking advantage of the extra day, if you will, to boost my spirit. That's good. So, um, tell me, I was, I was, uh, saw a post from you. I think it was maybe yesterday. What are you walking? Six and a half miles or something? I couldn't yeah, believe it. Actually, yeah. Um, well, normally, you know, when and when I'm in my walking routine, I do, you know, from three to five miles, at least five days a week. But um, because of the the weather and all of that and the icy roads, I haven't been doing it as much. So yesterday I said, oh, I think I'll start it again. So there's this nice lady who moved in um, in my condo area here, and she has a little dog too. And she's actually 20 years younger than me. <laughs> And she's in the army, so she's oh, wow. physically fit, right? So we went for a walk, and, um, you know, we had a really great time, and we I kept right up with her. It was no problem at all. And um, it was starting to get dark, though, when we we were coming back. So, uh, you know, but I, I love going for long walks. I wish there was a, a rail trail around here where I live, but there isn't. But there, there is talk, though, they'd like to build one. But by then, I might be like, you know, like 90 years old. Oh, stop <laughs> so, it. Ah. <laughs> so, I don't know. But I always find nice places to walk. I think that's and awesome. Makes, and yeah. Cindy Lou keeps up? Oh, yeah. She's a little 10-pound toy poodle, and she loves it, too. She loves going for walks. The, the best thing that she likes to do is going for rides in the car then the next one is going for walks so she's awesome. all set yeah well, good so for you it's a lot I of fun yeah yeah I lo- so so we did actually it was uh, when I got back my Fitbit said that I had done 6.34 miles but then you know walking around doing other stuff bringing Cindy Lou outside a couple of times after I got back it, it was over six and a half miles you know, wow! But the that most I is- the most I ever walked the most I ever walked in one day was thirteen miles. But no, actually, I shouldn't say that. That was broken up into three times. But the most I ever walked was when my husband and my youngest son Jonathan and I went to New York City, and we walked like twenty miles in a day. Definitely no problem because I had um, pedometer with me. Is that what you call uh-huh. that thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, absolutely. I think, yeah, and it was registering like 20, 21 miles. And you wouldn't even think it, but we'd, we'd go out like, you know, um, like around 9 in the morning, and we'd be out walking just about all day. I mean, we'd stop off for breakfast, lunch, and all that. But 
you know, you wouldn't even know. And when you think about our parents and grandparents and ancestors, how much walking they had to do, and they didn't think about it, you know, that was just part of their lives. Absolutely. I, I often think about that too, like just the daily activities of our ancestors, just for food or anything, or just to wash clothes or, you know, like they didn't have washing machines way back. They had to do everything by hand. They didn't have like um, all the cleaning supplies we do. They didn't have, you know, shampoos, all that stuff we can have now. They use special. What what did they used to use in their hair to wash the hair? I don't know. know, Some kind of lice lice soap or something. I don't know. Something. Um, Well. It's yeah. interesting to me because, you know, oddly enough, when we look back in those times and, and we think, wow, that's a lot, you know, that's a lot. But for them going through it, I'm sure it was just it was every day, right? It was yeah. what you did. Oh, it's everyday things. And just to, and just for food and things like if they didn't have you didn't have markets and stuff, you made, you know, your own bread and everything. So that's why mm-hmm. um, that's why women, you know, that's. That was their full time, more than a full time job back then. Right. So right. now that it's, I mean, usually it was a woman who did a lot of that stuff, but then guys did a lot too. They oh, yeah. They had to Absolutely. take care of whatever. I mean, depending on where you lived, you know, if you lived in the country or what. Well, so much has changed. So much has changed. Oh, yeah. and, and it right. makes me wonder, you know, 20 years from now. What are we going to look back on today and uh, discover the change, you know, um, because I'm sure as technology improves and just our whole culture change is just forever changing. That was weird. Did you just hear the Morse code? No. What, what did you hear? Well, what did it say? Do you know? I, I don't know. I don't know Morse code that I'm hearing Morse code in my maybe it's my headset. That's just weird. It's just weird. Well, a lot of weird things happen to you. Why can't you just be a normal person like me, right, Laura? Uh, right, right. <laughs> Miss Nothing Astro ever happens to me. Anywhere. I know. When are you coming over for coffee? We've got to set that up, too. <laughs> That's uh-huh. too funny. Yeah, we'll, we'll set that up. I'll bring well, Cindy you know- Lou with me. You do need to bring Cindy Lou because Bella needs a play date. She gets lonely and bored, you know. I can only entertain yeah. her so much. I'm just saying. Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer's journey said that she also heard Morse code. So. Oh, thank God I'm it, not losing my mind. No. Oh, you mean you still have it? No, Uh-oh. it's gone now. It's gone now. But, I mean, I, I'm just, it's always nice no, to have No, your mind. My, Oh, my mind. Oh, yes, I still have my mind. Mm-hmm. I have it. Yeah. I'm just trying to be funny. You are funny. You crack me up. I know. Uh, I do want to say really quick before, I mean, we can keep chatting because we don't have callers in queue. So if you're listening out there and you want to call in and get a reading by myself or Donna, just pick up the phone and call in. Um, you can call 845-277-9360. Okay. Uh, and Amy heard it too. Woo-hoo! Okay. So we've got maybe a little weird stuff going on. I have to say, Donna, we haven't had any any uh, strange or unusual happenings in the house over the last week. Have you had oh, anything good. strange or interesting happen to you? No, not really. No. 
No, well, I mean, but my my normal life is strange anyway. <laughs> so it would please, just I seem know. normal. <laughs> I, I guess I'm watching too, too. I guess I'm watching too much polit- political news lately. To and I think it scared any spirits away. Maybe that's what happened. Oh my gosh! You know I can't with that anymore. I just can't. I I yeah. can't. It's just it's so it's so much. It's it is what it is. Um, I. We had we actually had one really interesting thing happen uh, last week that I was very um, excited about. Just that it happened, yeah. but my husband was actually offered a job in Maryland. Oh, and we actually considered it. Oddly enough, we did we did take a moment and consider making the big move. But at the end of the day, we decided, no, nah, I think we'll. I think we'll stay here, connected yeah. to family. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, there. I know you. You couldn't it, leave your children, you know, your children, grandchildren, and all of that. Yeah, and your relatives. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really funny that something like that comes in and really forces you to take a good look at what you're doing with your life and and where you're going and where the journey's going to take you. But what was interesting to me was that being able to put all of the things that would be holding me here kind of on the side and really take a good, strong look at it. I chose the things that I wanted here. And so I made a decision based on, um, you know, what in my life really makes me happy and, you know, what are the things that I, you know, get out of bed every day for, you know, work. I always say to people, I wish for you to have a job that, makes you feel like you can't believe you're getting paid for what you do. I want that for every person on the planet that has to work. I do want that. But at the end of the day, it's not everything and it should never be everything. It, you know, I mean, work is what we do to survive. Um, you know, it's the things that are outside of that, that really is where we truly live our lives. And that's the part that I had to really take a good, strong look at because I can work anywhere, but this is what, you know, my life, the things that the people I interact with on a date, who do I want to be involved with? What do I want to be doing? So it was just interesting for me and a good exercise, I think, to take a step back and say, no, I choose this. I choose this. I choose to be here in this moment at this time. And the funny thing to me about making that choice is that then you start having the side of you that's popping into your head saying, okay, now you chose that. What are you going to do with it? Let's do it better. Let's do it better. You chose to be here. So let's figure out why you chose to be here and let's do something with that. Let's not take any of it for granted. Let's live every moment in this place that you chose and enjoy it and live it to the fullest and make the most out of it while you're here. So it was a very interesting exercise for me. I am very proud of John, I have to say. So proud of him. It was just an amazing opportunity. Um, at the end of the day, you know, he felt the same way. It was just like too much, too much to, to just leave really so much of us behind. But yeah. um, it was just, you know, it's kind of, oh, it's, a, it's an honor just being nominated, you know. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. It was wonderful. But anyways. So we kind of had that happen. That thing kind of happened well, up a little bit. But that's it's nice. nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. To be offered jobs, that's always wonderful. 
It is. It, I mean, it's it's nice, you know, by someone. You know, he's who, appreciated, right? He's appreciated. Yes. So yes, yes, and you know, he just kicks butt whatever he does. You know, he's one of those people that just goes in and does it. He just does it, and he right. does a great job no matter what he's doing. So he can flourish just anywhere. He just can. So um, he's gonna be all right. He's gonna be all right. That's uh, right. No, yeah, yeah. Although it would have been exciting to move a little closer to you, Miss Donna. I can't tell you oh, that. Yeah. It, that oh, that would not, be exciting. I was thinking, okay, that's a little closer to Donna, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that got me that a little excited. Nice, I am not going to lie. Really that was, yeah, that was yeah. exciting. That was exciting for about a second. It it really was. I just, it's yeah. just like, oh, but so much, you know. Um. So, because I think everything is happening on the other side. I always say the other side when I really you know, like you the other think side things, of the well, things happen on on the East Coast. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. I can't help it. I do. It's, it's, yeah, you know. I think. Well, maybe I just need to take a trip. You know, maybe I just need to go on a little vacation or something to the other side. So, yeah. you know, there's something well, to put on the like the other list. side. Sounds like you're passing over. Well, yes, I know. I wouldn't mind. I know. You know, I wouldn't mind having a short visit there either. That would be enjoyable. That would be enjoyable. I did. I did. It was very nice. So, Donna, let me ask you, since we kind of rolled onto that topic and we still don't have callers, so I I mean, it's going to be you and I. Um. (laughs) I'm wondering, so for you, I know that we, you know, you just celebrated this month, the anniversary of your your death experience. So what do you remember, not so much about your interactions, but about your surroundings at the time? Oh, Like when you, you know, so when you're talking about, you know, I went to the other side, what did it look, do you remember anything about what it looked like? I remember everything. I remember okay. everything. It was just, um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was, uh, well, you know the story. <laughs> I don't know who's who's out there listening. Um, I don't want to repeat the story and bore anyone, but um, I can tell you what happened. Do you want me to tell you, or do you want me to just tell you what I saw? When I was, I would love to know what you saw because I don't think we've ever okay. talked about what you saw. I mean, I know that. So, so for those that haven't yeah. heard the story, I know that you you were having some issues with your heart, and you knew that there was a problem, yeah. and you you know you, I, you know I think, told- I, you know you know I think that um, I was supposed to experience this, and um, and I wasn't really supposed to pass over you know, to stay over there, that I was supposed to come back and talk about it. But um, thankfully, you know, well, I had that atrial fibrillation, and and people don't realize that that's something that you can die from, you know. Um, It's not just, it can be very serious. But um, thankfully, uh, I had, um, you know, the surgery to correct that. So it's, you know, it's cured, no problem. It's a um, it's it's amazing. But when I was passing over and I was in the ambulance, um, you know, like I was sort of joking around with the lady EMT, a young lady, and there were two men EMTs, young guys. And uh, 
you know, it's everything, everything kind of fit in place that, that day. It's, it's amazing how things happen. And you wonder why things happen for a reason. And this, this story, this whole thing kind of, kind of makes a lot of sense because I would have been home by myself if my son hadn't have come over the night before. And the only reason why he did is because it was a snowstorm and he got out of work early. So he didn't have to go to work until later the next morning. And that's when I was having this, you know, hot, high heart rate and all that. And I called the ambulance. So when I got in the ambulance, um, you know, I'm kind of kidding around and stuff. And then, then, um, one of the EMT said, don't talk. Um, your heart rate's very high. And I said, oh, what is it? And he wouldn't tell me. So then I heard them saying 70 over 50. And I knew that was my blood pressure going down. So then I started to pass over and everything like this white glow, like a light, this, everything was a white glow everywhere. And I, it, and I was going into it. And it's and I knew I was passing over, and I could hear myself say three times, very quietly. I said, "I'm going, I'm going, I'm going." So that would would have been the worst sentence, the last sentence I ever said in this lifetime if I had passed over. So then I heard one of the um, EMTs say, "Get the paddles." So then. Um, I'm like passing over and I could see myself lying on the stretcher and um, I'm rising up and I put my feet over the side and I started walking, but it was really my spirit walking because my body was lying on the stretcher and I started to rise up and I, and I was walking up this, um, like this incline and I kept going higher and it was all like this beautiful white light all around everything and I could see everything in detail in the ambulance I could even see the EMT grabbing something off of a hook on the side of the ambulance and everything and as I was going along like I was being taken away from earth and it didn't mean anything to me anymore like I was happy to get away from from um, the negative things that happen here and all of that and I was going into this beautiful spiritual place and it was it was like I felt like I was going home I was going home, and that's what it what it felt like. It was like being reborn again, but in the opposite way, you know. So, so was it? Can um, I ask you? It was it familiar? Y- yes, yes, it was. It seemed as though uh, it was very familiar to me, and it was so beautiful. So when I got up to the threshold, and I could see into the threshold, and everything was white like a white glow there was a white floor the white ceiling the white walls and it was along um like a hall or a corridor you know it's like and it was going into the well let's say it was going to heaven that's what it was and it and it was getting brighter and so beautiful and the energy around there was you couldn't explain it it was just the most beautiful, loving feeling. And then um, people started to appear. And I saw my husband and my parents, and then other people started to um, come into view. Like they weren't solid, though. 
and, and I seemed like I was related to them, but I didn't know who they were, but I felt close to them. And um, it was just, it was just so beautiful. And I was ready to, to walk over that threshold. And, you know, I was stopped because right. I looked down at my feet and wondered why my right foot wouldn't pass over. And it was like stuck. And then I was told at that time, and telepathically, you know, it's it's your decision. It's not your time, but it's your decision. So then I guess at that exact second, they must have cardioverted my heart rate back to normal. But then I'm thinking, you know, when I was told it's your decision, well, I'm wondering now, I was wondering about this the last few weeks, why, why would it have been my decision when it was really the EMT's decision to cardiovert me back? Well, you know? I mean, here's what I think about so, that, Donna. Yeah. But I, my personal thoughts on that are that, you know, if you were not meant to have a decision, I don't know mm-hmm. how I want to say this, but by saying it's your decision and yes, the, the, the EMTs were definitely at the helm when it came to trying to revive you in the in the physical sense here. But if you made the decision, they they would not have been effective. I mean and, and that's just yeah. I mean because they do that yeah, procedure yeah, I, I think that every too. day. Yeah. You know? You know, that makes sense because whoever told me it's your decision, it's not your time but it's your decision, it was someone in authority, let's just say, you know, they were speaking from the other side. Mm-hmm. And and I was also told that I'll be here for many more years because I have things to do here on Earth before I leave, and that time is different there. It's different than it is on Earth in that even though you're here for many years, it will seem like seconds. To them, and you know, I was I was actually I actually you know went to an office building I used to work in this week because I my accountant is there, so I went in to pick up my taxes, and I saw this nice man who I've known for many many years, and I never talked to him about this, uh, you know, about psychic stuff or anything, but I happened to see him and. Uh, he asked me, you know, how are you, blah, blah, blah. We hadn't seen each other for a while. So I was telling him about this, about the near-death experience. And he said, you know, that he's had a similar thing happen to him, and so hasn't one of his friends. And this guy is a Ph.D., you know. So he's just like a – It's he's just a, a regular person that you'd meet. It's not someone like, you know, we're on the radio and all that stuff, and we talk about this. Right. but. Right. I find that there's, uh, there's a lot of people out there who have had experiences with the supernatural and um, and they don't really talk about it unless you maybe mention it. And then, they'll, then they come out and they feel comfortable talking about it and they love it, you know. They love hearing about uh, these things and, and then they'll say, oh, I know someone else who, who had this happen and all of this. So, um, right. Well, Donna, I have to say, I so I know, I know, um, and have had you know detailed conversations with two other people other than yourself, um, Betty J. Edie being one of them, and and um, my daughter's uh, grandmother, uh, 
that have had these experiences. And, and what's interesting to me is that one of them just, and obviously not Betty, because Betty doesn't mind talking about it, but what I noticed with both of them is that they're very, the experience is very personal. It, to open up about that experience is something that, I mean, you really, I think, have to feel like it's, you know, in some way part of your purpose to talk about it. And then I, I think other, so. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, 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 like think it's very I think with me, it, it, I was supposed to experience it so I can talk about it. Yes. You yes. know, it, it is very personal. It yes. is, but it, it's like it's like a miracle or something. It's mm-hmm. it's just these things that happen. It's it's uh, you know, I mean, if I if I had waited for the EMTs to come and get me, like they said, you know, what are you doing walking? You know, I, I something told me do not wait for them to get the the stretcher from the ambulance and carry it to my front door and put me on it or carry me carry it into the house in the living room and put me on it and then bring me out. Cause that would have taken so many minutes, you know, and, and I was only in the ambulance probably a minute and a half or two right. minutes at the most when I started to pass over. Well, so it was perfect I would have been a goner. Yeah. Yes, Donna it was, would it, have been a goner. <laughs> it, well, it was, it was absolutely the perfect scenario. Mm. And it's, you know, it's so interesting to me that looking back, everything was in alignment. Um, one thing that I'm curious about, and, and I, I know we've never talked about this, but um, did you at any point after you returned feel like there was something that you weren't remembering that you may have been told or experienced on the other side that you were intentionally kind of meant to to not connect, stay connected to? No, I remember everything. I remember feel, everything feel like in detail. detail. Yeah. And, 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 I, was, and I, I was told, I was also, you know, told that I was supposed to experience this because to share my experience with other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that I asked that question is because I know that when Betty had her experience, she actually was shown what she was supposed to do here. But she was also told uh, the the only thing that she remembers about the experience was that she was shown, she saw it, but she was not allowed to remember what it actually was because she was so strongly connected to the other side when she got over there. It was a very difficult, very difficult transition for her to actually come back. And she had a difficult time uh, after she returned and, and kind of she just always felt like she wanted to go back there. And um, but but, you know, she was told that, you know, they showed it to her so that she would make the decision based on, you know, I guess a base. She would make an educated decision as much as you can be. On the, I mean, you're dealing with so many different factors on the other side. It's just so different. But they showed her so that she could connect, I guess, again with her purpose and the thing that she was supposed right. to do here. And then they yeah. kind of took it away. She And she, like I said, she was allowed to remember that she saw it and she said, yes, I'll go back because I'm supposed to do that. So she knows 
that she she went through that, but she's not, you know, wasn't allowed to see exactly what that thing was because they didn't want her to rush and get it done. And then, you know, oh, I see. Do you know what I mean? It's, I, it's so they didn't some, show. They didn't really show her what it was that she was supposed to be doing. They showed her, but it? they didn't. They didn't allow her to remember. Oh, so, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's yeah. why okay. I'm. That's why I asked. Oh, I do see. you feel like there are any missing yeah. pieces or anything no, that feels? No, I remember. No, I remember everything, and I remember actually. You know, it is a very personal thing. It's very personal, and it's only recently that I've been um, telling more of what happened. You know, like seeing Al and my parents, because it's it's very. It's very emotional. And, of course, right. when I got there, of course I wanted to pass over and be with them. Of course. Um, but then, you know, when, when I was told it's not your time, but it's your decision, um, that made me think. First I thought of the three EMTs that are trying to save my life and what a lousy day they'd have, right? And then I thought of my three children, so it's funny I didn't think of my three children first. I thought of the three EMTs and thinking, geez, they're trying to save me, you know. And uh, I didn't have any right to pass over. So, And then I thought of the three children that um, they had just lost their dad, you know, a short time before. Right. And it wouldn't be, uh, you know, they'd be devastated. And uh, Right. So, well, and I'm then, just glad um, you yeah. came back. I mean, that's just I, – oh, I, I'm so you. glad – I'm so glad you made the choice. I mean, seriously, I do think about that as well. I think about so yeah. You know, I think it's very important different. that I I think it's very important that defibrillators are in different places. You know, they they should have more of them, um, like in restaurants and all sorts of places, stores. I agree. Yeah, I agree. You know, malls. I, I know because that will save people's lives. And what's interesting to me, I, I'm just going to throw this out here, and then we do have a, actually we have a caller. Uh, but um, okay, what, what's interesting to me about the defibrillator is that uh, nowadays they pretty much will actually talk to you. The box will yeah. talk to you and tell you what to do. So you don't even yeah. have to be someone that's trained. If you're in the middle of a crisis and it's you know if, if it's a recent. Uh, and I don't know how recent. I honestly, I, I couldn't tell you, but I do know that if you're in the vicinity of one of these boxes um, and you're not trained, it's okay. The box itself will walk you through the process. It'll tell you, you know, when to yeah. stand back, what to, when, you know, it it walks you through the whole thing. We were trained on that at work, so I thought that was really interesting and and um, wonderful. Really, I mean, it's one area where I think technology is serving us really well. Um, and again, I, you know, oftentimes I think, well, how much is technology intervening in what maybe is supposed to be something that actually happens? Um, so if it's my time, you know, I don't well, want some, true too. I don't, I, know, I don't I know want some think, machine yeah. to come in and save me if it's supposed to be my time. But then I think, well, again, like I said with you, the machine wouldn't work if it was supposed to be my time. You know, it, the, the machine would That's not be able true. to revive yeah. me if it's supposed to be my time. So, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's like I, I don't know, but I mean, I there's a lot more. There's good. a lot more detail about this whole thing. Um, this whole it isn't just that 
the near-death experience, there were other things that happened along with this too at different times that I could have died very easily. And the doctor couldn't even believe that that I was still, you know, that I survived mm-hmm. all these things happening to me. It's just amazing. So that's well, not the I, only thing. I haven't even talked about some of the other things. Well, but, I think that's um, a testament to your to your strength and and you know your. It's like your someone purpose. was is like like someone is there protecting me. I'm not supposed to have gone, you know. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. that that's all over with. I've survived all of that. So now it's like onward, and I have all, all this experience of what happened and. It makes me realize what a lot of other people are going through, too. I'm so and glad somehow, that you are willing you know, to. I, I, I'm just thrilled that you're you're so willing and eager to, to speak about these things. And like I said, I know that we haven't really talked about kind of the real in-depth details of what you saw when you were over there. So I'm really grateful for that. It it helps take me along the journey with you. It's so important, I think, uh to to feed my own curiosity. I don't know if there are others out there that have this same kind of just intense curiosity when it comes to just kind of wanting to be there and see things through their eyes, through, through other people's eyes, the eyes of somebody who's gone through it. So, um, you know, every single amount of detail is just fascinating to me. Um, and I appreciate it. I, I really do appreciate you digging deep for that. I know you had to, I, you know, I know that this is not like an easy thing for you to talk about. So want to acknowledge that. And I appreciate you sharing. I really do. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, if I totally can ever beautiful. be, if if whatever I can do to help other people, you know, if I can talk about things or listen to them or whatever. But I know one thing is that people have to take control of their own medical issues because after I had that near-death experience and eventually, I, you know, I ended up at Mass General Hospital and, and all that. And then they, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot more detail. I'll have to write a big story about it sometime. But but um, I, what, what happened another time is when they had me in surgery and they were going to do the catheter ablation, which corrects the little... Um, area of the heart that's misfiring because my heart is perfect. It was like they said it was stress from my husband being sick and passing away. And at the same time, my brother died, you know, that year. And um, my my job where I work, they closed that place. So a lot of things, you know. So they brought me down to surgery to correct the problem and they put me out. And then for some reason, um, the doctor, at the time I was on Coumadin, and you have to make sure you're, you know, all this stuff if you read right. about Coumadin. So the doctor said, well, my, whatever they call it, um, the blood was maybe a little tiny bit thin, but not enough to do a test or anything. But something told him to do the T-test. And what they do is they put this, um, like a thing down your esophagus, down to your heart, like with a little camera on it, and they can see if there's any blood clots in your heart. And sure enough, there was a blood clot in my heart. So he didn't do, you know, the procedure. Because if he did, it would have killed me. But the thing is, the day before is the day my son rushed me in the Mass General Hospital. And um, we were there for about six hours because I had a rapid heartbeat. And there was a young doctor, a cardiologist there. And I know his name and everything because I saw his name tag. I'll never forget that. 
So after about six hours, he said, I'm going to send you home now. Um, your heart rate's not too bad, blah, blah. So I said, I'm not going home. Something told me, do not go home. Stay there. So I said, if you release me, I'm going to go sit in the waiting room for 15 hours because I'm scheduled to have the surgery tomorrow morning. And mm-hmm. thank God I did because if I had have gone home, I would have had to call the you know 911 again. They would have cardioverted me, and I would have died because because the next morning is the day that I they did the T test and found that I had a blood clot in my heart. So I could have gone home and listened to that doctor. You know, I could have listened to him and went home. And then, right. you know, if they if they had a, you know, did, cardioverted me, it would have broken up the blood clot and I'd be dead. And also if they had a, done surgery the next day, I'd be dead too. So something was protecting me. So eventually I did have the surgery that corrected the problem. And it was on the same exact day, May 23rd, at Mass General Hospital, just like my husband had his cancer surgery on May 23rd, two years before at Mass General Hospital. Now, isn't that a little strange right there? Yeah, definitely. You know? Well, I'm just yeah. I'm just glad that uh, everything was in alignment and everything happened as it was supposed to. These incredible yeah. stories, Donna, I wish that you would really just write it out because I'm telling you, you have got such a really beautiful story in many different ways and I think you have so much support coming to you from the other side um I I I believe you've just got like a team of of folks looking down on you you and and helping you kind of get through to where the next step is yeah I mean there's a reason I mean yeah I mean when you think about it uh we're just here like our spirits uh you know we're we're inside a body we're stuck inside a body so our body eventually, even if you're the healthiest person in the world, as you age, you're going to die. No matter what, we're all going to die, you know? So it's like um, the spirit has believed, and it goes somewhere right. else. But a lot right. of people don't realize that. They don't even think about it. They just think, oh, I'm a, it's a body. They don't think, hey, there's a spirit in there. Well, or if they do, Donna, they think I'm a body that actually has a that may have a spirit in there somewhere. When the reality is, I'm a somewhere. spirit yeah. that is living in a body. That's you know, it, it's that's exactly when, what is it? It's a spirit that's enclosed in a body for now. Exactly. Instead of the other way around, I'm not a physical I body know, that I know. happens to have a spirit in it. It's not that at all. It's I'm a spirit, and the body is just my vehicle. Right. At and then the people are afraid of things because of, of, you know, Hollywood and movies and all this. They're afraid of, like, these type of things. But it's all very natural. Right, I mean, we're right. all going to die no matter what. You can live to be 120, but you're going to die. So right. it's just a natural process. Well, it's and it beautiful was very that natural. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was very natural as, as I was passing over. It was the most beautiful feeling that you could ever imagine. Right. And I that's think that's all important I know. That's how I to, felt. That's how I think that's the message also that people need to to take away and and really people like myself at one time who didn't you know have the fear of the unknown uh, going yeah. through li- reliving somebody's experience with them gives you a reason to believe okay I don't need to be afraid of that you know they're going to accept me up there I, I'm going to be okay you know I. 
I'm going to be okay when I, when I go on the other side and there's nothing but love and light waiting for me on the other side. It's a beautiful thing. It's, It's the message. Whenever I have been at the side of someone who is crossing over in that moment, the, the key message for me is always, you know, don't hesitate and know that the love is waiting for you on the other side. You know, there's peace, there's love, there's light. It's beautiful. Go, don't be afraid. Fear of the unknown, I think, that holds us back. And so I'm so glad that you shared that. So very glad, Donna. All right. Well, I think I'm going to move us. I I hate to cut this story short because I, I, I love to talk about these experiences with you Again, you're just a wealth of of information. But I'm going to move this along because we do have a caller we're going to take. um, Let me see. We are going to reach out to Michelle, and then we've got caller 646-662. You'll be after the break. So we're going to take Michelle for right now. Okay. Okay. Hello, Michelle. You're on the air. Hi. Well, I do have a question. Hi, I have to tell you that I had a near-death experience, and it was very similar to yours. Oh, we want to hear about it. Well, uh, I was 17, so it was about 43 years ago. And yeah. it was right. It was very shortly, supposedly after Betty Jean Eady had hers, because I read her book years later. But I was uh, young, and I came down with a high fever, and if you could even imagine this, within a week, I lost 25 pounds. I was already Oh, my thin. God. Yeah, I melted away. I, I melted away. And I had no medications. I was melting away. And at some point, I said I was in such, my body was in such pain I and I yeah. was kept passing out, and I'd revive again. And at some point, I said, "You know, Lord, just either heal me or, or take me." But I can't take the pain anymore. And right around that time, I saw Jesus Christ, and I went into the halo light over His shoulder, and I went up the corridor into heaven, and I, uh, I went in there, and everything was a beautiful light. You know, like almost like a like a negative. You know how uh, you see a film and it's like a negative. Oh, yeah. Everything was made. Yeah, everything yes. was made of white yeah. light. And yeah. my the people I met were monks. They were in brown. I didn't see a face really. They were just monks. And I was interested in the library. They brought me to the library and I put my hands over these books and I absorbed all the knowledge and I realized. I understood, like, uh, it was like, I remember thinking, oh, that's how everything works. It's so simple, that's how everything works. And it was all about electromagnetism. The whole thing was based on electromagnetism and uh, and light. And then at some point I was hovering over my body, and I felt like I had a choice, too. And I did consider my mother, who might not have gotten me medical attention, and I kind of felt like maybe she'd get into trouble. and But I decided to go. I said, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm going because this is a great feeling. This is a great place. It was a no-brainer. I'm, I'm going. I'm leaving this earth. And then very quickly after that, I found myself back in my body 
looking at the foot of the bed, and I see Jesus. Now Jesus Christ had moved. He's at the foot of my bed, and I see him, and he said, no, now is not your time. And I felt very depressed. I did get better. I never told anybody for about 10 years, and I then I felt like it was my mission to maybe say something that I was uh, there for testimony. So, um, and I... And that was that, Michelle. That's uh, that's actually a very beautiful story, and and uh, it's it's very interesting to me because you know Betty talks about the monks as well. Um, her first, really? you know, as soon as she was out of her body, uh, the monks. Uh, the, the only reference that it was the monks. That the, there were. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, and I she referred. I it's like. Yeah, the brown robe and the whole yeah, it yeah. they were her monks, that's what she but they were with her like as she was just starting to realize that she was out of her body and she was just starting that's I mean, they were with her before she started to move through the tunnel and into the other side. So interesting to me, I just want to point that out. When you said monks, I'm thinking, okay, Betty references the monks, and she talk. That's how she talks about them. She she didn't, you know, for lack of a better word, they seemed like um, they were elders, people that she had known for yeah. what she referenced as eternities. So not just eternity, more than one. Um, so it was very interesting to me to hear you to make that reference. And it and also it sounds like you were in the tunnel or or corridor. As you would, as you. Yes. So you saw it kind of as a corridor. Uh, Well, I saw it as souls. I I felt like there was puffiness. There was like a puffy, almost cotton ball texture to this corridor. And I remember thinking to myself, those are souls. And I don't know why. I, I just remember that. Or maybe I derived that after the experience, like what was that? I, I, but I made it through the tunnel, and I saw this landscape of everything was made of light, beautiful white light. And, yeah, that's – but I had no relatives there. I just had these monks. That's really incredible. So did it – I know, that's a beautiful that, story. Uh, I'm wondering – um, so, Michelle, did the – as you just described it, I had a thought that came into my mind. Um when you were describing the tunnel and the souls and I, it made me think the way you were describing it, it was as if the, the tunnel itself was life. It had, it was a uh-huh. living entity and not, I mean, and, and multiple maybe. Um, well, so it was light upon light. It was all light, but I remember there was like a puffiness, like cotton, almost cotton ball cloud like. And, and it was so long ago, you know, we're talking 43 years ago to the date almost, 43 years ago. Um, but I just remember so, com- coming so out this thinking. happened in, in February also? This happened in, um, Feb- in a February? I can almost guess because um, it, I remember it was winter time, and I remember it was after my grandmother died in December. And I think it was around February-ish, yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right so let me spring. ask you this. 
Michelle, let me ask you this. You said you didn't, you you really didn't talk about this for like 10 years. So what was it that made you finally open up and start to maybe reflect back and really kind of dig deep and start to share this experience? Was there like a, a key moment in your life where you thought, I need to, gee, I went through something similar or what what do you do you know kind of what it was that made you open up a little bit and share? I I I don't. But the funny thing is, especially being in high school and a girl, you have girlfriends, you tell everything to. I never told a soul. Um, and I uh, I think there's a certain depression, like Betty Jeanidi described. You you're very sad to come back. You know, you made the mm-hmm. decision. I'm going. You think it's all over, and you came back. You know and it's not a good feeling. <laughs> you know, I do not want to come back. And it's, I was a little, you know, I mean, not permanently because I'm a happy person, but, you know, I felt like a little sad. I was pretty sad. And that that lasts with you, that feeling like you were in heaven, you are with God, and you're not anymore. You're just living this stupid life, I know. you know? That's right. It, yeah, you do have that feeling. I, I have that feeling, Michelle, too. Like as though we had a chance. We had a chance to pass yeah. over. But but when I so got beautiful. there, when I got there, and it's almost like I showed up um, at a surprise birthday party or something, my own surprise birthday party, and it's almost like, what are you doing here? You're not, you know, it's not your time. You shouldn't be here. And it, but it was like in a nice way. It was in a cute way. You know, what are you doing here like that? What are you doing here? You're not supposed oh. to be here for a while yet. So, and when you say you saw monks and you and you saw people and they seemed um, like they they hadn't some some of the people hadn't fully um, materialized yet. Is that what it was? That it seemed like no, that? They, I mean, I didn't have their faces. They, they were brown. They were definitely brown okay. hooded monks. Yeah, like. No oh, okay. face. Yeah. Yeah. I was seeing, um, besides the people I knew, the three people I knew, I was, then people start, other people started to materialize um, in front of me and in back of them, you know, and more and more. And they seemed like they knew me but I wasn't sure who they were. No. Well, the, the funny thing is that, you know, when the only thing that Jesus Christ actually said to me was, no, now is not your time. And and I have yeah. to tell you that, you know, we hear these stories now. This was 43 years ago. This was before Betty Jean Eady's book. This was before yeah. anything. I was, this was not on TV. None of this was, I was only 17. It was a long, long time ago. And I, it was not, I had not heard of anything. So maybe you asked me, like, why did I start talking about it? I think because more and more stories started to come up. Uh, that's mm-hmm. probably one reason why. Do, do you so know you that got, they have these, um, they have they have these organizations that are for people to who want to join that have had near-death experiences or people that are interested in near-death experiences. And um, I guess they're all over the world, but I know there's one a couple of towns away from me that this woman started, 
and uh, they have like meetings and to talk about these things. You know, it's it sounds sort of kind of interesting to know I, what other people I have, experience. I have a theory about this. I have a theory about this. You know, the beatitude from the the Bible, I guess, or because it, our catechism had it. The beatitude, the the meek shall inherit the earth. The um, the um, pure of heart shall see God. I always felt like if if my attribute was anything, it was pure of heart, and I saw yeah. God. <laughs> well, and you know what's interesting to me, um, Michelle, is that you know I've done a lot of of um, I mean I'm not an expert, okay, but I've done a lot of research in this arena and certainly read a lot of stories and, and different experiences. And, and what seems to be kind of a reoccurring theme for me is that um, it seems that whatever we believe in life, when we cross over, it's like the, this is how things are represented to us to help us acclimate to the new environment. So it, it yeah, just kind of helps comfortable. us. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, if we were, raise a certain way it just helps us to kind of get our bearings when we get to the other side and so like your experience uh, I think that's why the experiences are so different and unique I think part of it is driven by what we connect with in this life when we cross over um, to help us kind of close the gap and figure out okay this makes sense to me and this is what I'm seeing so um, for you being able to see Jesus was relevant to you. That was something that was probably important, something that you recognized, you knew, like you knew, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like for yeah. somebody else, it might be a different. So it's so interesting to me. And I, I am so uh, happy that you shared this with us because um, I just, first of all, I I can't hear enough about the other side. I think it's um really interesting and wonderful. It renews my faith and gives me, it just inspires me to live better and live while I'm here. I think that's one of the things that people say that have read Betty's book. I know a lot. They say, you know, you just really inspire me not to be afraid to cross over. But the way that this message inspires me is not to be afraid to live my life in this moment. Because not only do I know that I'm going to be good on the other side and it's okay, but it helps drive home the message that you really are here for a purpose. So figure it out and get to the business of living your life and doing your thing because that's the important part. And you don't get to reap the benefits of going back home so you've done your business here. And so it, it just inspires me to, to, you know, reach out and try new things because you never know what that thing is that's going to be your purpose and the reason that you're here. I mean, your ultimate purpose, right? I've done, I've done a lot of really cool things in my lifetime. I've had a lot of ex- crazy experiences. Uh, but um, clearly I haven't done everything I'm supposed to do because I'm still here. So I think – there's got to be more out there. And how interesting and cool is it that I have an opportunity to do that? And I need to get to the business. I need to get down to the business of doing what it is that I need to be, that I came here to do the the thing. Whatever the thing is, I came here to do it. I want to get it done. I want to do it. I want to live my life. I want to 
experience all that I'm meant to experience because I know that when you hit on that that thing that it it will take you to another level to where you really feel like you are truly understanding what it is to live this life and to reach out, touch others, make a difference, you know. So I'm so, so glad that you were able to come back. Thank you for that. Thank you for making the choice, Michelle. (laughs) You know, I mean, that's always good. I'm so glad when people make the choice to come back because you do have a story, and I think it's awesome that you are, you know, finding kind of your way to um, to talk about it. I I made a choice to stay, come back, but I, I apparently I was supposed to come back. But that was funny, like what Donna said, like, you know, no sooner than you're given a choice, or, or I felt I had a choice, because no words were, but I felt I had a choice. I was hovering over my body, and I said, no, nah, I'm going. And it was like, no, boom, you're not. You're, it's not your time. <laughs> well, I think that's awesome. I'm just glad you came back, okay? Yeah, me so- too. <laughs> me too. We need more people like you, Michelle. You're wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah you too. I like hearing it. Thank you. Well, I yeah, I, again, Michelle, thank you so much for calling and and uh, you know, we love we love to hear. We love to hear um kind of what's going on. So, um hope everything else is going okay with you. Do you have any questions before we let you go? We're going to take a break, but do you have any last minute? Yeah, I, like, well, I do. Yeah, I'm. I'm like a, trying so desperately to get a new job, and I, I know I'm coming close, but I'm just trying so hard, so hard. I'm hoping to get something in the next week, week and a half. Honestly, I can't bear it anymore. Oh no! Have you been so out I'm of not- work for a while? No, I'm in work. I'm in work, but it's it's horrendous. Very bad situation. Yeah. Well, I I feel that something is going to come up in two weeks that will look good. I'm hoping. Now, I see something. March came into my head immediately, too, so definitely something this month. I see March 10th. Yeah. Something good will happen. Um, okay, I think it's coming too. I don't could come from anywhere in the country, and you know what? I'm going. I don't care. Let me see what March 10th is. I don't know why I keep saying March 10th. Let me see what day of the week that is. Oh, March 10th. Let's see. Is on a Thursday. So I don't know what what that is. I keep saying March 10th for you. So hopefully something good will happen very, very soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, keep okay, in touch, Michelle. Michelle. Some, I think you're on the precipice of something very, very good. It's coming. I mean, I got March. Donna got March. So something is going to round the corner here pretty soon for you, my dear. <laughs> okay. I'll keep you posted. Thank you. Yes, okay, please do. Great. We love hearing yeah, we from love you, hearing Michelle. from you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, All right, bye. darling. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
Oh, my gosh. Your story was so beautiful. Oh, I know. Okay. I loved it. I love when people I, share stories. It's it's awesome. It's really great. So, Miss mm-hmm. Donna, I'm going to take us on a break. I'm going to get up. I've got to okay. do a little seventh inning stretch or whatever. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, if you feel like moving, get up and move a little bit, you know, just shake it off. And uh, we'll be back in four minutes and 40 seconds. When we come back really quick, before we come back, uh, before we go, when we come back, we're going to take caller 646-662. Caller, you will be the next one up when we return from break. So back in four minutes and 40 seconds. All righty. All right. Hesitate for me. 
want some food in Japan. Hey, listen, baby, I don't want to ruin your plan. But if you got a man, try to lose him if you can. Cause the girls worldwide throw their hands up high when they want to come and kick it with a stand-up guy. And you don't really want to let a chance go by. Cause you ain't been seen with a man so fly. Baby, friends so fly, I can't go fly. Probably because I handle my B.I. They call me Candle Guy. Simply because I am on fire. I hate to have to cancel my vacation so you can't deny. I'm patient, but I ain't gon' try. You don't come, I ain't gon' die. Hold up, what you mean you can't go wide? Me and your boyfriend, we ain't no tie. You say you wanna kick it when I ain't so high. Baby, it's obvious that I ain't your guy. I ain't gon' lie, I feel your space. Don't forget your face, I swear I will. Take parts and pull it anywhere I cheer. Just bring with me a pair, I will. I can see his PurplePlates.com today. For over 40 years, the Purple Energy Plates have been delivering amazing results for their many customers. Inspired by the great genius Nikola Tesla, the harmony, healing, and energetic effects of the plates have proven over and over to be beneficial and often miraculous to thousands of customers. With their money-back guarantee and the many benefits, how can you afford not to get one? Check their site for daily specials and choose from their many energy products. You won't be sorry. Visit them today at purpleplates.com for mind, body, and spirit. And expect a miracle. Expect a miracle with your Purple Plates. Go out and get yourself one. If you do not have one, www.purpleplate.com. They are amazing. You will not be disappointed. We are back. We are back. You're listening to Spirit Chat Radio with Laura DePreet and Donna DiPietro. Donna, are you still with me? Yes, I sure heck am. Hello, doll. Yes. Okay. I'm going to do a quick chat uh, shout out in chat. We've got Ms. Amy Kavanaugh. Hello, Amy. So good to see you. Uh, We've got my co-host, Donna DiPietro. We've got a couple of guests in the house. If you all want to go out and get yourself an account on BTR, it takes a matter of seconds, and we can chat with you. We would love to do that. Um, Jennifer's Journey. Hello, darling. We've got Supernatural Radio in the house. Hello, Kareen. We love you, darling. Thank you for joining us, being with us. And our favorite numerologist, your number forecast, Miss Carol Patton. So glad you're with us tonight. All right. Well, uh, Don, are you ready to take our next caller? Yes, sure. All right. Let me go grab 646662. Caller, you are on the air. Hello, Laura and Donna. How are you doing tonight? Oh, oh good. Thank you. Are, you. How are you? What? I'm doing pretty good. This is Tony. Tony. Oh, hi, Tony. Tony. How are you doing? Oh, good. good. What can we do yeah. for you tonight? Um, I guess I was just going to get uh, if there were any messages for me. Okay. 
I'm getting some mother energy coming through for you right off the bat. Don't know where. Don't know, somebody female above you. Okay. Does that make sense to you at all? It does. It does. Okay. Um. Okay. She's I. She's giving me the name Esther, but I. I'm not going to question it. She's giving me the name Esther. Not sure why. Um. Very beautiful, this woman. I, I mean, like, stunning. Beautiful. She's actually making me feel like in her time when she was here back in the day is what she's making me feel like. Like, she would, she was like stop traffic, kind of beautiful. Mm. Um, she's showing me... I mean, she's showing me pictures of her in in youth. She's showing me like a young, very young version of her. Uh, I don't know how to explain this, but she was beautiful, beautiful. And something about the eyes with her. Something about the eyes. Mm. Does that make any sense to you? Yeah, it does. Okay. Like she's telling me, it was all about the eyes. It was my eyes. I couldn't help it. Uh, like, okay, she's flashing me Elizabeth Taylor. Like, you know how Elizabeth Taylor had like those dreamy eyes, and mm. and that was part of her beauty. Was when you looked at her, like you were sucked into her eyes. So she she's showing me it was all about the eyes with her too. Um, mm. She's not saying she looked like Elizabeth Taylor. She's just saying it's it was about the eyes like that. Mm. Um, okay, she's showing me that you've had some challenges, for sure. Uh, do you have a gift yourself? Do, do I have a gift? Mm-hmm. Um, Into your, is your, do you, okay. She's making me feel like you you have a an above normal intuition. Yeah, I would think she's, so. Yeah, she's because she's showing me he doesn't necessarily um, he doesn't use it in the convention conventional sense, but it serves him well. Is what she's show, what she's showing me. Mm-hmm. Um, she's telling me you need to lean on it. Are you going through a challenge right now? Because she's making me feel like you are, and you really aren't sure what direction to go. But she's saying you're you already know. You already know the answer is what she's telling me. He already knows. Um, mm. Donna, what are you getting? I'm I'm just curious. Okay. I see an older man who is in the driving seat, driver's seat, and he's giving you a ride in, when you were a child. This older man, and he's turned his head and he's smiling. Very nice man. I don't know if that's grandfather. Yeah, I would think Father. So. Yeah. Is that someone that would give you a ride back yeah, yeah. then? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, it's like I can see you getting in the right side of the car. Right. And there's another boy there, too. I see another boy. 
whether it's a friend or relative or whatever, cousin. You're talking about crossed over? Um, n- no, he might. No, I don't think the boy is crossed over, but I can see the two, you and this other boy getting in oh, okay. the car. Got you, got you. Is that something that would happen? Uh, yeah. Okay, now does the name Fred mean anything? Um, Frank, Fred, because I see F-R. Um, right. Not right now. Even a dog's name or something. Write it down, Tony. Write it down. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like even a dog's name. I feel like it's going to come to you. I feel like you're going to remember after the fact. Like we might have some psychic amnesia going on here. You're going to remember. Freddie, Freddie, Frankie, Frank, Francis. uh, I know something that rhymes with Fred that could be it, but I'm not sure. Okay. What is it? Uh, Said. Said. Um, oh, said. Is that a name? Yes, yeah, so for Cedric. But I, oh, you know. okay, okay. I would never even have thought of that because it was like it sounded like Fred. So maybe it's the said then, because I never knew a Cedric. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if I heard that sound, I would think of Fred instead of said. Okay. So that's that could be was yeah, okay. Now with that person, I see a an older woman that passed. Oh, uh, with with the the Cedric. Uh, you see an older woman that passed. Yeah, with him, um, like his mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is he still around? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so his mother passed, because I can see his mother. She's on the other side. His mother is my grandmother. Oh, okay, okay. Uh Is he a cousin? He's my uncle. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I could have done the math, but you know. Yeah, was he kind of not a lot older than you? Um, like, was he like ten years older or something, or yeah, maybe about uh, fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So if you were eight, he might be eighteen or something. It, it yeah. seemed like he wasn't a lot older than you, like a regular uncle. Right. So you'd have fun together. You know, you'd play games together and things. Exactly. Go to yeah, yeah. Now is there a? I see a woman's name starts with an M. Yes. Okay, and she's passed. Yes. Is that your right. mom? Huh? Is that your mother? No. Is that is that an aunt? No. Okay, because this this woman, she um, it's very sad when she passed because she was yes. so many people loved her. Yeah. That's what I feel because she was so kind. Such a kind person. Was she maybe in her fifties or sixties? Uh, she was no. in her forties. In the forties. 
She okay, because she looks younger than you'd think a grandmother, you know. So yeah, so she was like middle age when she passed. Then. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 did she die of cancer? Yes. All right. Like a, around the chest area, do you know? Um. Because I can feel around I'm, like the yeah, torso it, chest it, area. Yeah, yeah, it, it got up there. Yeah, but it, but it's making it's very sad because yeah. I'm feeling this sadness around when she passed. It's um, it's still there. You know, people still think of her and cry. Did she leave a? Um, was there a, a young girl, maybe thirteen or so, that? Um, did she have a daughter or someone like that? That. Yes, she did. Yeah, and was the girl maybe uh, around thirteen or so, or yeah. young teen? Yeah, yeah. And um, do you see her to talk with her sometimes? Yeah, uh, I, I talk to her a lot. I mean, yeah. I'm, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I I feel that she has that sadness to her that she lost her mother, and I can feel it. It's like she'll never get over it, Uh no matter what. You know, even if she acts happy and everything, it's just something that it always comes back to her. Uh Yeah, there's a lot of that. Is there a name, like I said, the M name? It's either like M-E. What's Mary? Mary something. Um, of course, it could, you talking it about could the be. Who passed over? Pardon? You talking about the person who passed over? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I do see a person. Well, I do see someone who passed over that had, I see this word Mary, and I don't know what it means. If it's someone's name, like Meredith, Mary, or if it means something. Well, the person that passed over, her name is Michelle. Oh, okay, Michelle. Now, I wonder if anyone ever called her Mary. Mm-mm, for fun. <laughs> not, not okay, Michelle. Okay, okay. It's like maybe Merry Christmas, Michelle, and they're giving her... A gift. I don't know. For some reason I see that word around here, and I don't know why. Was Are you there, um, a little? Do- oh, was, was there a little dog around there? You know. Mm, no dog. Someone, someone had. Okay, I see a little pet. I was thinking it might be a, a little dog, but. You mean a pet that's, sure. that's, that's living? That's living now. It could be. I mean, yeah, I see it around um, around that family. Yeah, there's a pet around the girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a pet around the girl. Is okay. Okay. Now, does the girl does she live in the same house or around where? Yeah. Her mother passed. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So she has the pet now because I see. I see, what is it? Is it a dog or, or a little dog or? It's, it's, huh? it's a cat. It's a cat. Oh, it's a cat. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I see this little animal. 
I, because I have a little dog, so something. I had a cat too, and the cat was bigger than the dog. So all I saw was this mm. little fluffy thing. Was you know, I said, "What mm. is that? Or a cat or a dog?" All right, so it's in it's in the same house. Yeah, I mean, um, all right. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. She lives between two houses, so. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there a Lawrence? Larry Lawrence. I see a, a man's name with an L. Now it might not be someone who passed over. Um, don't. It could be some someone that it'll come up. You know. Okay. You might you might meet someone with that name. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of things going on in that family mm-hmm. but um that woman was that was your grandmother who passed in her 40s no 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 my um my grandmother she passed like uh later okay so so who is Michelle is that uh, her aunt or who no that's my sister oh Michelle is your sister Oh, and she's the one who, okay, she's the one who passed in her 40s. All right. Okay. Yeah, it seems like her spirit is very strong. Do you ever feel her around you at all? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, her passing is uh, in August, so. Oh, she just passed in August? Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I can you know, I, I just feel that her daughter is, that she feels very close to her mother. Mm-hmm. And I feel she, she has some things going on, mm. you know, that's, that's pretty sad. You know, the the girl will be fine, but it's it's going to take her. She'll never get over it. That's the thing. Cause she, I feel she was very close to her mother. Right. So, just all these things. That that's all I see right now. Gotcha. Tony, yeah. who's the mother figure that's coming through for you? Who is the mother my, figure? My grandmother. Your grandmother, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wanna I wanna talk to you. Um what your grandmother is showing me is that Oh, like you're going through a time of 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 change. It she's making me feel like there are many things kind of coming at you. Um She's making me feel like you're this is this is a time for you. This is a time for growth for you. Um this is a time for you to get what's yours is is uh kind of her what she said you know, the way she said it was like, you know, take what's yours because it's there for the taking. Um it's time for you to stand in your own truth and be powerful and confident in that. 
you you hmm. kind of you already know this is where you're this is what she's showing me about your intuition like you already know you know at your core uh that you're capable to do these things as you know if it's facing challenges or whatever is put in front of you you're capable fully capable of taking control and really powering through that those times and and the thing is what she's showing me is as you pass through a situation in your life, she's she's showing me you're like a sponge. So along the way, as you're going down, if the journey was a tunnel and you're going through the tunnel, you are a sponge and you are soaking up every bit of knowledge that you need as you go through. And so anything that you come across in life that is a challenge or an obstacle, you absorb every lesson there is in that moment and you learn you learn by it you hold on to it you retain it and you use it in the future to help you make better decisions in the future or first time decisions in the future that you wouldn't have normally known how to deal with she's showing me like you are a sponge you are and have the full ability to take control of the situation feel confident that you're you're making the right moves um one thing she does tell me is that you're not taking care of yourself uh, in the because you take care of a lot. You are a people helper. You are a people helper. And oftentimes people that just live for helping other people don't take time out for themselves because they're, I don't know, I, I, she's making me feel like you almost have a little bit of guilt about that, like taking five minutes for yourself is is not something that you're comfortable with. Um but what she's telling me is that you need to just get over yourself and take that time because for you it's all about the ability to ground yourself and it's kind of like um the scenario she's showing me like you're in an airplane and it you know and you need to you've got a child with you you know and they always tell you you need to put the oxygen on mask on yourself first and then you take care of the child this is what she's showing me. Like, you need to learn how to do that. Take care of yourself first. Then you can help others better, so mm. much better. So she's driving this point home with me for you that you need to really just be taking care of yourself and moving forward. Um, she, She's, like, so proud, first of all. She's kind of – she's so proud. Um, I really want you to, if you have any photos of her, just really go back if you can and take a look because – there's something about these eyes she keeps bringing up to me that she and how beautiful she was. Now, I mm-hmm. don't know what kind of personality she had uh because it doesn't feel like she was one of those type of people that would necessarily put it out there like, "Oh, I'm so good looking." But mm-hmm. like she's reflecting back and and man, you know, I was kind of, I was really pretty, you know. She's she's not some people, uh, when they when they talk to me from the other side, they mm-hmm. will like make it clear, like, no, I was I was good looking. You don't understand, and like they, you know how they were in life because they would look at themselves in life and and look in the mirror and say, no, I look good, you know. But your grandmother's not coming off that way. She's just like, oh wow, you know, I, wow, it was the eyes. I didn't realize till I got, you know. It was like for her, it was not something that she acknowledged here in life, but she's acknowledging it now. Um, so please know and understand that she's coming through so strong with that. Maybe she surprised herself. I, I'm not exactly sure what is up with that, but please go back and look 
look at some pictures because I have a feeling that she's going to connect with you through through that. Please please do yourself a favor and do that and just take a moment and enjoy kind of some memories, whatever you have of her. As you're looking at the pictures, really try to make that connection with her because she's pointing that out to me in a really big way, and she's so special and sweet, I just have to say. And she really is a beautiful spirit, so please know and understand that. Thank you. Um, but what she is telling you, first and foremost, is that you, first of all, anything in life, you have to know and understand that you are capable of doing it. You need to visualize it, and you need to be it. She's saying you have the ability. You can write your own script. You can make it happen. You have the ability to manifest anything that it is that you want to do in this lifetime. You just, okay, thank you. She's telling me you just need to decide that you want it. That's his whole problem. He needs to decide he wants it. So you need to get a little bit laser focused on what really resonates with your spirit because Mm -hmm. the things that resonate with you and just make you go, oh, man, that's good. That's what you need to be doing when you get Mm -hmm. that feeling. You know what that is. She's telling me he knows what that is. He knows that feeling. You need Mm -hmm. to connect with that on a different level and say, okay, You know, this is it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to do this thing. I may not have ever done it before, but I'm going to go out and do it now because she's telling me you're going to connect the dots. You're going to connect the dots and you are going to thrive. So Mm. trust that intuition. She is your biggest cheerleader, your biggest cheerleader on the other side. She's telling you, you can do it. Tony, you can do it. Um, Be the sponge. Be the sponge. Mm. And uh, it's all good to be powerful with you right now, my dear. All good. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Tony, it was wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much for calling. Thank you. All right, darling. You too. Many blessings to you, my dear. Thank you. All right, darling. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, Miss Donna. Oh my gosh, she was so nice special. I just, I know, I know. right? I, yeah. And his yeah. his grandmother was just so I can't even. I mean, she was so beautiful. Um, and it was really strange. Like I said, very strange the way that she came through in that, you know, her own realization or, you know, awareness of, of, you know, gee, I guess I was kind of pretty. And I, like, she never got it in this lifetime. Like, like, people might make a big deal or, you know. And it wasn't until she got to the other side that she was able to see things from a different view. So it's really interesting to me because it all kind of comes full circle when when we're having these conversations. And I think, how much more clarity? I mean, how wonderful is it when you get that kind of clarity on the other side? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, his oh. sister Michelle, she was very, um, a very strong spirit. Very strong. Well, oh, and that whole oh, with the with the daughter. I mean, that yeah, the thirteen year old girl. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. No. It's it's so unfortunate. But I feel like, you know, during times like that, I, I mean, it's good that she's coming through right now. Um, right. I know. You for know, sure. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. hopefully one of these days she will come through directly to 
you know, her daughter in some way. I, I, right. I think that would be awesome. And I and wouldn't be surprised if she if she already is doing that. I have a feeling she is doing that. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe in dreams at least. You know, it's it. That's the thing. You can only really hope for that because, mm-hmm. um, such a young, young person having such mm-hmm. a major loss at such a critical time in their life. It's. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to do with that. I I am so blessed and grateful that I. I mean, I have certainly lost uh, people that I loved, but not, not anything as close to me as as a parent at, at that young age. No, I, I, yeah, I just, yeah. and, you know, I'm just so grateful that I've been really fortunate and not had to experience that. But it's, um, right. It just makes you think, you know, about life and the big picture and and all of those things. Um, I know, I know. I have to say, Donna, it's been really amazing to kind of relive your experiences and, you know, having heard from Michelle, it just kind of makes me want to go and talk some more about, you know, what it's like on the other side, what other people are are experiencing, what did they go through, um, you know, how was it for them, what did they experience. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Michelle talked about the library. And I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you before, but, you know, that's like my plan. So uh, when I cross over, like that's my first stop. That I want, like, and I have a list of things that I want to know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I want to know who shot JFK. Where, you know, what happened to Atlantis? I mean, like, I have a list of things that I want to know. Like these, these big, you know, give me the the download, right? But um, we might still not know that we might not know things still. You know, I've thought about that even. Even though we'll cross over, we there'll still be mysteries. I would think. I don't, don't know. You? I don't. You know, that's the beauty in all of it. It's just like I just imagine. Well, finally, I'm going to get an answer. You know, uh, to the big things that have been and and so it's so strange the things that I'm curious about. You know, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. people have like. But I want to know. I mean, it's the things that spark my interest and keep me curious and make me want to know more and read more and whatever. These are some of the things. But I'm sure that once I get to the other side, those are not the things I'm going to care about. I, I mean, I'm almost no. 100% positive. I'm not going to care about any of that. No, you won't. I don't so- think you'll care about it because because when I was leaving, the things that happened on Earth, you know, earthly things didn't mean anything to me. And, and exactly. it felt so nice to be taken away, like you were being um, in a pure place. You're taken away from negative things. Exactly. You were in a beautiful, positive place. Yeah, I I I agree, Donna, and I yeah. I I think the things that are just so at my soul. One, I want to know what what happened here, or what really you know what was the deal, and. I'm thinking they're so important to me here because I'm so curious about them and there's no ans- no clear answers. And, you know, I just want some, I just want the truth is out there. I just want to know. Um, I just don't think I'm even going to give a rat's patootie about it when I get to the other side. I think that like talk to me about love and help me understand love and the purpose of love and things like, I mean, big, 
concept, big picture, universal type questions are going well, to be something there, that I'm you won't, you won't need. Yeah, you won't need to have any explanation about that once you get there because you'll be surrounded by love. Yeah, you feel it on That's a different level is. from what I understand. It's a, whole like different, it, it's a whole different thing. It's a whole completely different thing. Completely different. It's very, very hard to explain. It's like your, your, your whole, you know, it's like you're cleansed of something of all this negative earthly things and it's you're just going through this this I don't know this light and it's the most beautiful thing and you keep rising higher and as you go along all these things are being sh- shedded you know it's just mm-hmm. so you're, you're going into purity well, like that a would whole be new so thing. so in, in other words you're leaving your body so your spirit, now you're a spirit, you know? Right. So anything right. to do with the body, it's, you know, like all the things you have to do on earth, like work, make money, just to support the body so you have a place to live, you have to feed the body, you need transportation, all of these things, everything. Spirit, what does a spirit do? A spirit doesn't need dinner. <laughs> you don't have to dress a spirit. They don't need right. a place to hang out. You know, they probably don't they even can, watch TV. They can just be, right? So going back to the very early part of this conversation, they can just do and be. They aren't thinking mm-hmm. about it. They don't have to overthink it. They can just be. No. I, I mean, really, they don't right? Even need, yeah, they don't, they don't need to sleep either. Right, right. You know? Oh, it's so, an awesome thought. All very interesting. It it certainly makes yeah. a person think, okay, so I can be less afraid of that, so let's put that on the back burner and know that we don't have to have that fear. We don't have to live in that fear because I know that a lot of people my age and probably, you know, older were kind of raised <laughs> in, a, in an environment where you learn to be fearful. Fearful. Oh, yeah. if, if you don't act or behave in a certain way, I know in, in many religions, you know, they put the fear of God into you. I hate that statement, but they put the fear of God into you is is kind of the way they, do you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't yeah. behave a certain way, you're not going, you know? And, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, let's be real. We, it's our reality, you know? I mean, that's, that's in many cases, it's, it's just being drilled in that way, you know? Do good or you won't go. You won't go. Well, they you just won't. say that. They say that to kids to kind of scare them, you know. Yes. So. Yeah. Exactly. Well, but but then you know, I'm sorry. I've been around some adults that have looked at me and said, "Oh no, you're doing that. You're not going. You're not going. You don't get to go. You do not agree with this, uh, and you're it, not going." I think you'd be one of the first ones that they'd let in. Let's put it that way. Well, because I you have so. a certain. A, you're a good person. You have all this positive energy around you. But, I mean, you of know, re- realistically, okay. though, Donna, you know, I've also, it's also been kind of drilled in that it doesn't matter how much, how good you are. If you don't, if you don't walk the path the way that you need to walk it, you ain't getting oh, in. Silly. I don't care well, how you know good what, you are, ev- how nice you if are. If everyone walked the same path, we wouldn't even 
have automobiles yet. We wouldn't have airplanes. We <laughs> wouldn't know, have right? medicine, certain medicines or anything. We'd just Absolutely. be like living the same as the cavemen. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. what is what is good to me, though, uh, honestly, kind of on a serious note, is that, you know, at least now we're in a moment in time where we can have these conversations. And it, for me, spiritualism is not religion. It just isn't. No. It's about being in tune with, with where you truly come from and, you know, your purpose for being here. And it, if you can put, if you have the ability to put your religion aside for a minute, even if it's been ingrained in you, if, if it's the only thing you ever knew your whole life, if you have the ability to set that aside for a minute and look at this spiritual journey that we're all on, um, it offers hope. It, it just offers That's hope. Right. And it's, it's the thing about it is, and what maybe is a little bit scary to, to some of these religious groups is that, you know, they think if you put the religion aside, then you're opening yourself up to sin and all the things that come. It's not about that. It's the ability well, you know, yeah. to see the pureness of, of love and to see the absolute forgiveness and, uh, you know, just the the lack of judgment, which is a complete opposite of what, you know, most of us are taught as we're growing up. Um, you know, that you have to go through certain steps to have forgiveness. You know, it kind of takes everything you ever knew and throw and you throw it out the window because really at the base, the foundation of it is love. It's love. And it doesn't, it's not an open invitation to do bad things. What it is, is an open invitation to open your mind and mm-hmm. to love one another, to live in the moment, to be um, accepting. I, I mean, truly accepting it, it gives us the opportunity to drop our defenses when it comes to the way that we were raised and accept other people for the way that maybe they were raised and understand that there's a purpose and a reason why there are certain religions in this life, because there are people who actually need those religions to have that connection. Some people need it and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Sure. That could be a beautiful thing. You know, um, if it helps them get to that, that a place where they're able to cross over without fear because they're living so grounded in in that, in that religion, then I'd say fabulous, fabulous. I think that's wonderful, but not everybody needs that. And I think, you know, it's all about awareness and, and kind of where you are and, and it is not a good or a bad, it's just kind of the way that we're structured to think. And, and, you know, some of us, it's it's about where you are on your own journey, you know. I mean, I'm on a different place, certainly, than you are, uh, Donna. And, you know, you've had way different and kind of more uh, extensive exposure, if you will. I'm kind of going on faith. You're going on what you've experienced, and that's okay. I think we kind of agree to agree. Uh, I'm I'm with right, you on your right. journey, and not not because you are telling me this, but because I've kind of been curious enough and and felt this drive to understand the truth um, in whatever way is reaching to me uh, for my on my own, and we happen to connect at this at this place where you've lived it, and I'm curious about it, and I want to hear more. Um, 
certainly everybody's on their own path. And I think that, that the good message here is that we should be all feel feeling free to walk it and not be afraid of what is waiting for us on the other side. I know certainly uh, even though people in my life have made, excuse me, made the transition, it comes with a certain amount of sadness because, yes, in the physical body, we are not able to experience their communication, their touch, their, you know, that part of them that was here with us. But the the part of me that is eyes wide open to the universe does not grieve because I know that a whole new world has opened up for them. And this is not something that I think this big obscure thing that I don't really understand, you know, I'm just going to put it there and hope for the best. This is something that I believe within my core exists that I, and I truly believe this, that when that transition happens, I mean, when I say that someone is in a better place, I mean, I feel it with every inch of my being and like I start to imagine what it must be like for them. Um, uh, There have been a few friends of mine that I have said, you know, I would love to be a fly on the wall when you went through your, your life review, which is something that may or may not, you know, be something you connect to. But, you know, it's a whole theory about when you get to the other side, you're going to get to understand how you have interacted with other people, how you have made them feel firsthand. And, the reason that I have said to these individuals made that statement, which is kind of strange in and all by itself is because they have made a significant impact from my perspective to everyone that they come in contact with. So to me, the fascination is being able to witness them for the first time, understand the pure love that they had been living and putting out to the universe while they were here, because they may not appear to me to understand how much of a benefit they are in this lifetime to other people. And so when I say I want to be on the, you know, a fly on the wall during your life review, it's just that moment that you see and understand, Oh, gee, people, maybe I did touch a few lives. You know, I mean, that's the moment that I want to see and I want to make that connection. And that's what I'm really talking about. It's so, you know, it's just so interesting. The whole, everything about it is so very uh, interesting and very real to me. And, you know, whether that's just my own, I have to believe it to get through the day. I, you know, I don't care. But to me, it's real. So say what you will, you know, you don't have to believe what I believe. It's okay. I mean, everybody does their own research. They they process things their own way. They've had their own life experiences. It's okay. That's up to you, you know, and, and there's nothing, I don't think there's anything right or wrong. I think we all have our experiences the way we're meant to have them. And I don't think that I, my way of thinking is the way that everybody in the world needs to think because I'm probably lacking, a, you know, a bunch. I know I am. And yet there are probably other people that maybe are lacking some of the information that I feel that I have. And and it's supposed to be that way. I mean, if we all thought the same, wouldn't life be just 
weird and boring, you know. Oh, I know. We wouldn't learn anything for sure. Right. No. Right. It's all about yeah. growth on every on every side. So That's I right. think it's fascinating. Just oh, fascinating. Yeah. But but it's like as you were talking, like you had mentioned certain things, and then it it made me think of um, you know when you're on Earth. You have loved ones, so you have your parents and your spouse or whatever, and children and all that, aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins. So you you know you love them, your siblings and all that. So then, as as those people die, it's and as the years go by, then you are one of the last ones here. You know, so mm-hmm. as people die, if you're very close to them, like your parents or a spouse or or a child or something. And they've passed over. Well, you want to be with them, you know? So it's like you want to be there with them, um, especially if there's not too many people left in your family, right. if you know what I mean. You know, as you right. get older, people die and stuff. So it's so the earth-heaven um, connection, there's an earth-heaven connection, of course, because those people that you'll see as you pass over um, were here at one time. So you feel comfortable when you get there and you see them. Absolutely. That's one thing too. And then as, then you'll think, Oh, I'm going to see them. So it makes you feel more comfortable. Now, a lot mm-hmm. of these things could be just your, some things could be your imagination or the way your your mind's supposed to work to make you feel more comfortable as you're passing over. Um, that could be just like you had mentioned about religion, certain religions. If that's what you were right. brought up to believe, you will see that because you feel more comfortable. Right. And and I wonder what um, like atheists would see, and uh, you know, a lot of different things to think about. So many things. I, I mean, it's yeah. infinite, really. You know, it's also so, and you know, when people people have said that, and it's still people. I mean, highly intelligent people still say this too. They'll say um, everyone is born innocent, right? Like every baby is born innocent, mm-hmm. but I don't. That's not true, really, because as as you know, time goes on and scientists find things and all this. I mean, there's there's many children out there that were born with um, severe problems that, uh, you know, mental problems, and that if you ever watch these shows on this, uh, these children, you know, they'll they'll actually kill uh, one of their little siblings or something. You know, they're actually bad. So there are people that are born evil. That's what I think. <laughs> Genetically disposed, or or whatever. Something. Uh, Whether it's called evil, maybe it's not called evil, but there. I've seen these medical shows about um, these families that have, like, there was a little girl, and she was very not, you know, she was bad. She was actually bad, and she she tried to kill her little brother. So you couldn't leave her around with um, an- little animals or with children, you know. So those things do happen. It's not it's it's not just an Alfred Hitchcock story, The Bad Seed. There are no. people that are actually born 
um, to do bad things, whether whether they they don't maybe mean to. I don't know. Like, what an awful thing to be born like that, to have a problem like that. Right. And apparently, in the personality of the makeup or whatever, um, you don't have compassion. You don't have all these other things that, uh, you know, show kindness or anything. Of course, some people can show kindness and be nice, but then they can do terrible things also, you know? Oh, I, so I totally fun. agree. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. The thing is, I think that we're in, in, I, even with those people that are born that are, you know, uh, have those traits, those, I yeah. don't know if you want to talk about genes or I don't, I don't know, predestined I don't know to, what it is. to not Some, be good. Something. Yeah. I, I think that the way their uh, brains are wired, you know, they well, can't help it, it. Right. But it makes me wonder again, I'm going to go back to what I believe, which is we, decided before we came here how we were going to be and the way we were going to live our, the things that we were going to do in this lifetime and so it just begs the question to me it's like a dig it's like a deeper part of the investigation and and probably one of the bigger questions that I'll want to really resolve when I get to the other side why See, I've heard that, that too I, I've heard that too but I, I don't know it sounds I don't know who came up with that or what like that we decide what we want to be in the next lifetime. I, I need proof because I don't believe it. I, I, I would need, need proof on that, and I'd like to know where I get the proof. I mean, it could be some um, guy from thousands of years ago who said this, but how do, how do we know that he, he really did know? Well, I hear you, and you know what I love about you the most is your ability to just reach out there and say, no, I don't, you know, tell me why, because, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think we've ever had a, I don't think you and I have ever been in a place where we disagreed with something, and and I'm not going to, I'm just going to say, you know me, I'm open to anything, but I my, mean, it could, it, it, I, I just, my, you know, I, I know a lot of psychics, uh, maybe they believe in this, but I, I need proof. Because I don't no, believe it. Yeah, and, and I, see, need, I do. And, and I don't think you can prove it on here, here on Earth, even when but we get to, I, on the other side. I, I don't even know if we'll I, find out on the other side. Exactly, Donna. But, you know, I mean, how can I do what I do and prove it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, well, you I can't. can't prove, you can't prove it. Exactly. We can't exactly. prove it here on Earth. We cannot. Exactly. Like, even if there exactly. was this um, wonderful God-like person thousands of years ago and people you know they were in awe of him as though he's and I'm not talking about Jesus I'm not talking about him I'm talking about your average human that happens to have certain powers back then and people looked up to him and all this now um, as far as Jesus or, or God I mean has anyone ever heard that come out of them that we choose our our next life or we choose our parents or we choose to do what all these things, um, you know, it, that doesn't make sense to me. I think but it seems you know, to me that people, it seems like some, like some people would say that because if they had a lousy life or something happened in their life, then they could say, Oh, it was supposed to happen. Things happen for a reason. Like all things happen for a reason. Now I don't believe that either. A lot of things do happen for a reason, but I don't believe that 100% of things happen for a reason. 
Well, because so let that me doesn't just, make sense. Well, I so I believe that a lot of things in this lifetime do happen for a reason. Oh, but yeah. I do believe yeah. that that there's such a thing as free will, which can in, inhibit that. So I will say right. I, I'll give you that, Donna. But I I, I do personally, and I think we're going to have to leave it here. But I I am kind of living the other <laughs> side of it. I believe we chose this. I really do. I hmm. believe See, I it was all. I believe that so much of it was pre-mapped out. I and what's even more important to me is, won't it be cool when we find out really what's the deal? Did we? Did well, we? If choose I would, it? if I would, yeah. I mean, if I would have choose a life, I would have chosen my life because I had a wonderful family and all that. But um, as far as someone that's living in the slums somewhere in India and dying over there as a little girl, do you think she actually chose that life and a time and said, "Oh, I want to." come back as a little girl that's starving to death and and uh, abused and all of this stuff, and I live in the gutter in India. Now, I have a philosophy that? for that. I, I do have an answer to that question. So the way that I have heard this explained before is that on a spiritual level, these circumstances that we go through day-to-day, the challenges that we have, these are not – these are learning moments. Being in this body is a classroom. And it's like choosing to learn English as a first language or, you know, calculus or whatever journey you are on, you are choosing. And, yeah. and it could be the hardest class in the world, but you chose to learn it. You chose to sign up for that class. You chose it because you had something that you wanted to learn because of it. And one thing that kind of stands out as an example to me, if you are in spirit and you are living your life in, Mm -hmm. uh, let's say you're in a room and it's all white. It's always, always been white. You don't know anything but white. And you don't know what color looks like. Color can be good or it can be bad. You don't know. You don't know what color's like. Um, but you want to know, You under, somebody comes around and tells you, hey, did you know that there was a thing and it was color? And all of a sudden, somebody opens your world to purple. Well, you want to learn more about purple. Purple comes in. You want to learn more about it because you've been living in this world where all you see is white. Let's say the white is love. And... Your spirit is hungry and it wants to learn about maybe some other emotions or some other experiences. Oh, yeah. And but what so, about? You know, yeah, but see, people. Let's say Hitler back in the day in a previous lifetime, he said, "Oh, I want to come back as this person so that I can murder a bunch of innocent people." And then all those people and their families and they all suffered because of one evil person so he he was most likely born with a problem so why should he even you know did he say oh i'd like to sign up and do that in my next lifetime i'd like to just murder millions and millions of people it it could have been that he wanted to maybe the maybe and so (laughs) donna we could go on forever because you and i are on Totally. And then but what, I mean, about that's the, okay. what about the crazy woman? What about the crazy woman? And I think she's in Russia. She was at a train station, and apparently she murdered a little kid, four-year-old kid, and she's carrying the head 
of the child with her, waving it around. Now, so did that little girl sign up to say, oh, I'd like to be beheaded by this crazy woman in the next lifetime? And the woman who's crazy, did she say, oh, I'd like to come back and murder a little child and carry her head around at a train station? See, these things don't make sense to me. I know they don't make sense to you, and they don't make sense to me either, okay? Let me preface that. that none of it makes sense to me. But what yeah. I will say to you is that I'm open to the possibility that... Well, I am that, too. I'm open to the possibility, that, that in, yes. But, that in, yeah. in spirit, we aren't seeing the actual incident as it is. What we're seeing, see. is, the great, what we're seeing is the greater lesson, which... You know, however the the incident comes to be is really irrelevant. The lesson in it and whatever lives were that are touched and things that change, you know, laws maybe change, the, the circumstances that surround it and mm-hmm. the way that we live our lives is somehow impacted by the fact that that event took place. So it's about... In my mind, and, and again, this is just the way I see it, I envision a spirit saying, I want to make a difference and and have a significant impact on the world by showing what it's like to have compassion. And maybe the lack of compassion is the thing that makes people realize that we need compassion. So I'm talking big picture yeah, so, and not... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and the not positive getting hung and negative. Up. Yeah. Right. I see what you mean. Right. Yeah. So that's yeah. kind of where I'm going with all this. So I'm I'm with you. Because oh, yeah. I, I don't get how yeah. any of that happens and how anybody would choose that. But I don't think they choose it at, at that level. I think they just think, I want to know what it's like to have compassion because maybe I've lived my entire spirit life without it or vice versa, you know. And so yeah. I need to experience or teach others about the importance. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I think that maybe that's why some of this stuff happens, as sad and horrific know, as it I is. I know, I know. So, well, you know me. I always need, I always need proof. And I'm glad me. you do. I'm glad you do. Donna, I'm telling you, I live for your, I live for your questions because I think that oh, good. Your, your ability to ask the question is really, um, it, it just reminds me every day that I should not automatically, you know, sign up for any particular way of thinking. Like I should always be challenging things if they don't make sense to me. And you remind me of that all the time. So oh, that's good. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's good. It's a good thing. Well, you better go get your dinner. I know. I was just thinking it's it's got to be time for dinner. And so I, I mean, just want to say. Quarter it's almost quarter of ten here, so it's quarter of I know. seven. Yeah, just about, yeah. just about. So your husband didn't so, eat yet, did he? No, he's, he been over, he's been over helping the kids. They're, they've got a remodel oh, right. project, and so he's been oh, overdoing okay. that. So, yeah, yeah. But I do want to say thank you, Donna, and thank you to everybody oh, who was out there it. listening tonight. So thank glad you. you guys were able to. Yeah, it's been awesome. Donna, I love you. You know, you are my love girl. And Aww. I look forward to next week. We'll be here, same yes. time, same place. That's right. And uh, everybody just have a wonderful evening. And thank you for being with us. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Right. Love you. Love you, darling. Good night. Okay, honey. Have a wonderful week.
Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay, good night. Bye.